What's up, guys? Happy Sunday. Happy All-Star Weekend. I hope those of you in Atlanta are wearing your mask like you should be. Probably not, but you should, okay? But I hope everybody enjoys the game tonight. Uh, I'm going to pull for, you know, of course, Team LeBron. Um, so, But I hope it's a good game, good competitive game. Um, I know the guys really don't, t you know, take it really seriously. But I always enjoy a good game. Uh, last year's All-Star Game was pretty good. All right, but today we're just going to go ahead and get into the topic. Let's get into it. All right, guys. I got my, excuse my little, um, I guess I sound a little congested today. Um, I did get a COVID test a couple hours ago. Yes, it was negative. Um, but every time I get that test, it like makes my nose kind of stuffier, congested. Um, cause it's very uncomfortable. If you haven't had to get one, count your blessings. All right. But today we're just going to talk about, um, something that's very dear and personal to me. Um, I was going to save this for, you know, another time, but I figured, Hey, let's do it now. But what we're going to talk about and the reason why, cause I was actually going to talk about something else today. But I was in Old Navy this weekend um, returning some things. And as I was returning it, there was a kid in the store. He probably, I'll give him maybe 15 years old, 14, 15, somewhere around in there. Um, he was caught stealing. And um, the from what I gathered from standing in the line for 35 minutes, yes, 35 minutes, uh, while they while the entire store dealt with it, not just, you know, the manager, but the entire store felt like they needed to handle that kid. Uh, but while I was standing in line, what I gathered was that that was his third time stealing from their store. And, you know, the first two times, I guess they called his parents, but this time they said that they were going to have to call the police. And it got me thinking about second chances and kind of what we do with those, you know, like for his situation, he was actually given three chances. Okay. Well, really two. And then the third time was definitely the charm and they were sick of it. Okay. And so, so it got me to thinking about, um, a lot of the times people ask me, um, about, you know, kind of my personality and things. Cause I am very much nonchalant, um, about most things. I don't let a ton of things bother me when something bothers me. It really bothers me. But for the most part, I'm pretty much laid back. And so sometimes people ask me, you know, like, where does that stem from? Um, some people, you know, you could have been a quiet kid and it's just kind of trans, you know, made its way to your adulthood or something dr drastic could happen. Now, for me, I've always been, like I told you guys in another episode, I've been pretty introverted Um I would say my whole life. My mom disagrees. She thinks when I was a little bit younger that I was very talkative. She thought I was very extroverted. And then when I got to high school, excuse me, at some point I was, um, became an introvert. Um, and I always played sports and, you know, I had, you know, friends and all, you know, it wasn't like a, I was kind of a loner. It wasn't that. So I'm not real sure, but to me, I felt like I've always been like that. Always kind of almost in some situations, painfully shy about certain things. Um, <clears throat> but there's two things that 
people noticed about notice about me and they always ask me about it and it's why i have the a huge issue with people who lie and why i have um and why they think that i am pretty much too forgiving and just being an outsider, you would just think, oh, well, that's just who she is. But I am that way because of a situation that occurred in my life. And I'm going to share that with you guys today. And, um, <clears throat> and I, and I want to lead with, I want to give you a little disclaimer, um, if you will, uh, before I talk about it. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm sharing this story because like I said, to kind of tie it in with that little boy about how I got my second chance and what I've done with, you know, with that. And just kind of talk to you guys about that and things that you can do or you should do um, in your life, you know, with your second chances and, and you know, just living life how um, God intended us to do, you know, if you are a religious person. But, um, I say, um, so much, like, I hope a, pro a professional speaker isn't listening to me because I know I drive them crazy with the amount of times that I say, um, <laughs> but, all right, but let's get into this story time. So right out of college, um, I would say I was probably about 22 because I'm fairly, I was always fairly the younger one in my class. Um, you know, it was either people who had, like, I graduated from high school when I was 17. Most of my friends were 18. Um, and some, depending on if they had like that, you know how like your birthday is kind of weird. Some of them had just really turned 19 or they were getting, or yeah, it just turned 19 cause we didn't graduate until June. Um, so they were, had already aged and turned 19 or whatever. So I was always one of the younger ones, um, in my class. So I was about 22, I think when I graduated college and I was living with, um, a couple girls. And I was a little bit older than them. So, you know, I set up, I found the house that we were living in and I was responsible for, you know, everybody paying our, you know, I was responsible for the bills, you know, like divvying up how much people owe and things like that. And then they would pay me and then I would pay the rent to the landlord and then for our utilities. So now, so that's where I was living. Now I had a friend at the time who, um, was caught up into drugs. Um, I've never been about that drug life. Um, and never will be. That's just not, that's never been a thing for me. Um, and then the drugs that she was, and it, and it wasn't that she was taking them, she was selling them and she was selling, I mean, it was like hardcore drugs. Okay. And you know, like when you're young and dumb and your friends are doing things that you're like, I don't do it, but it really doesn't affect me because I don't do it. When in actuality, if somebody ran up in the house, you know what I'm saying? It, then it really would be a problem for you, um, type thing. But you know, at that time you don't think about things like that. And basically to kind of sum up, she was getting into some trouble with owing people money. And you know, when you owe a drug dealer money, they don't care why you don't have their money. They just know you owe them money. Okay. And that's all they care about. And so, you know, as her friend, you know, I've, I've 
feared for her life. I was, she was scared. So, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, what, how, how can we help? And we were, I mean, we were poor, you know, we just graduated from college. And so it was like, well, what can, what can I do, you know, to try to help you? And she basically needed to be fronted money. And so, you know, like I said, I was in charge of our bills. So I told her, you know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the money for our utilities, but you have to pay our utilities before, you know what I'm saying? They cut off our stuff, you know, so you need to go and pay it on time. And so the first month she did. And after that, you know, she was kind of, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't like doing that. Cause that's, like I said, up until that point, that's not, that, that's not me. Um, and so the second time, the second month rolls around and she needed, she needed me to do it again. And so I was like, okay, but this is it. Well, of course, of course, that's how it goes. She didn't pay it. She didn't pay it back. So our utilities, uh, I think one of our utilities got cut off. And then as a result of that, I had to lie to try to cover for her, but I'm lying to the people I'm living with, lying to cover up a lie. Cause you know, once, once you get in that cycle of telling a lie, you have to continue to tell a lie to cover that lie. And then you have to remember the lie that you told before. And it just gets really out of hand. And so finally the people I live with, they kind of brought it to my attention. Like something's not right. You know, what's, what's going on? What's up? And even at that moment, like they already knew it's like, okay, tell them I'm still trying to lie to cover for her. And really and truly, they could have cared less about why, you know what I'm saying, about what was going on with her because they trusted me. You know what I'm saying? They trusted me that when they paid their utilities, that our utilities got paid. You know what I'm saying? And even at that time, I really was trying, I was really having a hard time grasping the magnitude of the situation, you know what I'm saying? As it occurred, because, you know, like, um, when, when we were kind of discussing, you know, what was going on and things like that, you know, I, I never really looked at it as at, at that time. Cause you know, now that I'm older, I can definitely look back and be like, that was ridiculous. But like, um, if somebody gives you money to pay for something and you use that money for something else, that's stealing. Yeah, you didn't go in their pockets and take their money or go through their things and take their money, but it's still stealing, period. It doesn't matter why you did it. It doesn't matter who you did it for, but the point is, is you did it. And as and as a younger, and, and being young at that time, it was like, but I was trying to help somebody, you know? But it doesn't matter because what you did was you violated our trust and those people. And I'm a really, people always say to me that I'm very secretive and it's not that I'm a secretive person. And it's not even necessarily that I'm a private person. It's just that everybody doesn't know my business because I just don't tell everybody, you know what I'm saying? Cause some people are just an open book. They put all of their emotions, feelings and business on social media and everybody knows it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not like that. Um, those around me who need to know, know. So nobody knew that I was like legit scared 
about what was about to happen because she was caught up in some drug stuff. And so basically, you know, we kind of get to the point where it's like, okay, Tarika, stop, stop lying, tell the truth. And then I told him the truth. I told him everything, told him everything that was going on. And, and you know, one of the things about that situation is the amount of grace that they showed me because in that situation, they could have been like, well, I'm going to sue you. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to turn you in. You know, I don't know legally if, if that's something to turn somebody in for. I don't really know. I would assume so. But they were concerned. They were encouraging to me to say, you need to stop what you're doing because what you're doing is dangerous. And like I said, at the time being in the situation, I never looked at it like it would affect me. But then as you get to thinking about it, it's like if you're just kicking it with this person and drug dealers burst into the house, then my mom is not going to have a daughter anymore. My friends are going to lose their friend. And I never thought of it like that. And it's like you've got to to make a change. You cannot get in this cycle. And like I said, that that was only a two to three month period of my life. Prior to that, I had never had to deal with anything. You know, some people just have a rough childhood. It's rough in high school. They hate high school. It's rough. I, I was popular in high school. I loved high school. College was awesome. I, I never had any issues. And then boom, there it was. And it was, now how are you going to handle it? And I handled it poorly. And it's like, okay, you've got some people in your life that have shown you some grace. They're trying to tell you, you need to do the right thing. This is your second chance. Now, what are you going to do with it? And from that moment on, I had to start doing some soul searching. And a lot of people, and of course, you know, with, with that grace came, you know, certain things, you know, some, some of the girls were quicker, you know, to kind of be okay with me than the others, but eventually they came around, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't have to, none of them, they didn't have to do that for me. They could have completely shunned me, not ever uttered another word to me, turned me over. And then that would have been it. And my career, from that moment on, that would have just been a blemish on my record. But they didn't do that. I mean, they just, guys, I, I can't even explain to you how blessed I was to be able to make a mistake like that, of that magnitude, and have people have my back. And, you know, the older that I got and I look at that situation, um, you know, when we're young, we get caught up sometimes in things that we shouldn't. Cause I wasn't raised like that. I wasn't brought up with friends like that, um, that would do things like that. And so it was just kind of like, well, well, what happened? And that's when I always think about seasonal people. Okay. And something drastic in my life 
for me, that was drastic for me. Cause like I said, I nothing, I'd never dealt with anything in my life up to that point. So that needed to happen in my life to be the person who I am today. And, um, I am a Christian. So, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And I think God placed my friends who I was living with in my life for a reason and my other friend in my life for a reason. Um, and sometimes those people are only placed in your life for seasons. And I felt like for that season, God placed her in my life, not to test me, but Hey, what are you going to do with it? He, God already knew what I was going to do before I did it. He already knew, but then he also gave us free will to say, okay, you messed up. You made a poor decision. Now, what are you going to do with that second chance that, um, that has been given to you? And that is what I was thinking about. And then I started to get a little older. I was like 23 at this time. Um, and then I was starting to think, you know, that situation happened. How am I going to learn from that? Now, like I said, I got out of that situation immediately that night. I got out of it. I did what I needed to do. And then I ended up, you know, figuring out that that person wasn't in as much trouble as they made it seem to be, you know what I'm saying? But me being gullible and all these other things, I hurt people who actually cared about me, you know what I'm saying? And so, and then it's like, and, um, and I got out of the situation as far as like, I was like, I'm not, I'm no longer, you know, supplying you with this, that, and the other. And then eventually, um, you know, I would say probably a couple of years after that, we just kind of lost touch. Um, because that person, like I said, wasn't meant to be in my life. Um, it was definitely a seasonal relationship. And so when I look at that situation, I look at it and say, okay, well, what did I learn? Okay. So the first thing is in relationships with anyone, when you lose trust, what else do you have? Nothing. And I never want somebody to feel the way I made them feel like I violated your trust. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, well, what's the best way to do that? So from that point on, I said, I'm not going to lie to anybody. And I refuse to let people lie to me. And some people can say, oh, well, little white lies won't hurt, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And so that really shaped me as far as that. And now it is, I, I can't stand when somebody lies to me. It, it, it does something to me because of that situation. And another thing is I have to be forgiving. That's what I learned from that. Like, and one of the things about people that are like, if you're right now, if you're upset with somebody and you're hanging on to something that is interfering with your positive energy. That person you're upset with, they are just fine. They're just fine. Let it go. And you might be a person that's just going to let it go when that's the end of it. Or you might be like me. I'm going to reach out to let you know I've let it go, let it go. And you might be like, oh, I didn't even know you were holding on to something. And that's fine too. But the point is for me, 
if someone can show me grace, I can show them grace. You know what I'm saying? I can show somebody else grace. And so, and I started to live my life like that. And, and I'm not going to lie, you know, it's something you have to learn to be forgiving, um, to people, especially ones that hurt you. And like one day I'm a really, you know, have a conversation about some other story. We'll have some story times. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys another story about, um, just to kind of give you the gist of the story. Um, (laughs) I had to forgive somebody for something that I didn't want to. Um, and then I had to think about seriously, like let go because one, you continuing to, like I said, holding on to things, it doesn't bother that other person. That other person is not losing any sleep over it. And when you do forgive, really forgive. And I just reached out to that person and I was like, you know what? We all make mistakes. Let's move forward. Now, it's noted. It's very much so noted. And people are like, all of you should forgive and forget. Okay, let's be realistic, guys. Come on now. Who forgives and forget? Like, you literally, I cannot forget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you did to me at some point. Now, how I handle that, it, it should be maybe forgive and move forward. Because some people forgive, but they really don't. And they kind of still hold it against you. Like, especially in relationships. Just an example, you cheat on somebody. You guys get through it. And you say, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I shouldn't have done that. They agree you shouldn't have done that. But you guys come to that. You're going to work through it. But then the relationship has changed. It's different because of that situation. So it's kind of like they keep holding it over your head. Oh, are you sure that's what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? And they really didn't forgive you. There, It's just... It maybe they said they forgave you, but in their heart, they really didn't. So, but I had to reach out and forgive somebody. And I was just like, you know what? Let's just move forward. I I, I definitely did note it, but let's move forward. And it lifts a weight off of you to not hold that negative energy and move forward. And we actually did move forward. And I, I mean, we're not like BFFs or anything like that, but you know what I'm saying? If I see her, we chop it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even that serious. But I just wanted to say all of that to say, you know, what I did was with my second chance is I really, I learned from it. And like I said, and it molded me into the person that I am today. And, and some people, you know, might look at that situation and just are, you know what I'm saying? They were sorry that they got, you know what I'm saying? They were sorry they got caught. And for me, it wasn't that. I wasn't sorry that I got caught. I was actually relieved that I got caught because like I said, I was afraid. And, and you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even like, I don't know. It was just weird. It was just the weird, the feelings were just weird. And then being young and dumb, thinking, you know, everything, on top of that, but I definitely took my second chance and ran with it. So for you guys, I really encourage, you know, even if it's just a situation, 
not of you know like that maybe it was something where you've been in jail you've been to prison you for whatever reasons and now you're out are you going to make the same choices that you made that got you in jail in the first place are you going to change your life around and do something differently and mold this next generation coming up you know what i'm saying and and even if it's not something that extreme where you've been in jail or what about a relationship? You, you slip up, you cheat. They give you a second chance. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to be faithful or are you going to continue to do the same stuff you've been doing? Okay. And then we need to be mindful of how our decisions affect people. You know, cause sometimes I think we make decisions and we're so selfish in those decisions that we don't take the time to think, how is it going to make this person feel if I do X, Y, Z? And maybe that'll help in your decisions. Because like I said, for me, I never want anybody to feel the way that I made them feel. And so that's my motivation. Like I aim to be a positive light in this world and not a negative one. All right, guys. So that was pretty much my story time for today. And I hope you guys um, really learned something from it. And that, you know, even if you are on the, you know, receiving end of someone, you know, hurting you or something, that maybe you can also take a lesson from it. You know, of course, you know, maybe I shouldn't be as trusting, but don't, you know, because that's what people typically will go with, you know, maybe I shouldn't be as trusting. But it's like, well, maybe you, you know, I don't want to make anybody feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody lied to me. I know how it made me feel. I'm not going to do that to other people. And let's keep this train running, okay? And just really pay it for it. And let's just really all focus on being good people, okay? But like I told you guys, I am going to be in Nashville next week um, with my friend friends. <laughs> and we are going to just enjoy each other's company. I got my COVID test today. So I'm definitely looking forward to the week. Um, I won't be doing the podcast on Thursday or Sunday. Um, but I will be back um, for Thirsty Thursday. Um, excuse me, on March 18th. Okay. Now in the event, now there could be a possibility that they may want to hop on the podcast while I'm there on Thursday. Um, who knows, who knows with us, we just do a whole lot, but, uh, we're definitely going to enjoy our week. I hope you guys all have a great week. I hope you enjoy the all-star game tonight. Stay safe, stay blessed. Take care.